You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 147, The Solo Series. Let me ask you a simple question. How many times have you said to yourself, it is time for me to build this business. I know I have the talent, the gifts. I know this is meant for me. I really just need to go ahead and build this business. How many times have you said that to yourself? But then the the fear sets in, the self-doubt surfaces, and before long, you're back to playing it safe and doing nothing about your business. If you've been waiting for the right time, guess what? It's time to stop waiting. If you've been wanting to start a business, but you keep getting held up by fear, it's time to stop getting in your own way. If you've been self-sabotaging your business success, like we all do at the beginning before we've started to build our businesses, it's finally time to overcome that. You know something? At this very moment, you have the power to take a deep breath, overcome your fear, and finally do the work, the amazing work of building your business dream. So now the question becomes, well, what's it going to take? Watch my free training and learn the five mental shifts that you need to make to overcome self-sabotage and finally build your business. Are you ready to be ready to live your life's calling? All you have to do is say yes and watch my free training. You can watch that free training at tinyurl.com forward slash fear to action webinar. Again, that's tinyurl.com fear to action webinar. And remember, you don't have to feel ready at this very moment. You don't have to have everything lined up and ready to go. You simply have to say, yes, I am willing to take the next step afraid. Watch the training tinyurl.com forward slash fear to action webinar. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show, episode 147. I, this episode is a drop the mic episode. This is something that, um, is a, a relatively new concept for me. I heard it when I, I watched an impact theory interview with Bedros Koulian. And if you don't know who Bedros Koulian is, please go look up on YouTube impact theory. Look for Bedros Koulian's, um, interview with Tom Billier and watch it. It is powerful. And it inspired this episode of She Runs the Show, because on that particular interview with Bedros, he talks about darkness and he talks about the advantage and the benefit that darkness gave him specifically as a, a, he's a very, very successful entrepreneur, but that, that darkness has a purpose. And so often I think we talk about this idea of living on the light side of things. And I'm not referring to color. I'm not referring to race. I'm not referring to anything like that. So all of the people who want to be PC or politically correct, like get over that. <laughs> We're going to talk today about darkness. And, and, you know, I, I thought about after I watched that impact theory interview with, with uh, Tom Brillier and he was interviewing Bedros Koulian. And I thought about what Bedros said for, for quite a while, because I've always been a Batman fan. Always. I've always been a Batman fan. I love Batman. And while I do love Superman 
and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's probably my favorite female superhero. Well, I do love the other superheroes, including Incredible Hulk. Love Incredible Hulk. And I think kind of the reason why I love Batman and Incredible Hulk more so than the others, and, and I think Batman would probably be my top male superhero, is because Batman embraced his darkness. I think even more so than the Incredible Hulk. I think the Incredible Hulk was always fighting his darkness, right? So the Incredible Hulk doesn't become the Incredible Hulk until he gets angry. But even as he's getting angry, even when, you know, he says, and if you're uh, in my generation X age bracket, you remember the days of watching the actual television show, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, even as he's becoming the Incredible Hulk, he fights it, right? He fights his darkness. He fights getting angry. He tries not to get angry. He says to people, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. Batman doesn't do that, though. This is what I love about the character of Batman. Batman embraces his darkness. Batman acknowledges that his darkness, although it came from a circumstance of watching his parents uh, get murdered, could be used for light, could be used for good. And there's a really important reason why I want to talk about that on today's episode, which is called Sometimes It's the Dark That Moves You, is far too often, I think as entrepreneurs, no, I know as entrepreneurs, when we hit a dark night of the soul, when we hit a dark spot in our lives, when we hit a moment where we tragedy is happening, obstacles are happening, um, things are going wrong that we never expected to go wrong. Our lives are imploding, right? These are the dark nights of the soul. Your life is imploding. Your work is imploding. Your business has been destroyed. Uh, your relationship is ending when you didn't think it would. Uh, you have issues with people you never thought you'd have issues with. Typically, when entrepreneurs go through dark nights of the soul, they tend to retreat from business, from life, from a lot of things in an effort to sort of be a turtle under the shell and heal and recover. And then they come out again and go back to the mode of business and go back to giving their all. And I would like us to question that. I, I would really like us to question th this idea that when you experience darkness, whether it's in your own being or in your life, or in your experience of life, or in your business, that the darkness is a bad thing, that the darkness is something to run from, that the darkness is something to hide from. And I want us to question even the concept that the darkness is something we need to recover from, right? Because I think so often we look at the darkness as something that is not us, that is outside of us, that is an evil force to us, um, that we need to fight against, we need to rail against, or if a dark night of the soul comes that we need to recover from before we go back to being ourselves. And I want us to question that because I don't think that's true. I really don't. I think there's a Batman inside of each of us. And I think that Batman knows our higher self knows how to use the dark for good equally as well as it knows how to use the light for good. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about this. Sometimes it's the dark that moves you. Sometimes where you get your fuel to move forward in business, where you get your stamina to stay the course, where you get your power of persistence, it isn't from the light, airy, fairy, happy-go-lucky, positivity, optimism, everything's always working out for me place. Sometimes it's the darkness in us that does that. 
Sometimes it's the, you know, um, this is hard. This is hard. Whatever I'm doing, my business is hard. It sucks. This is painful. I'm, I'm going to have to make it through. I'm going to have to find a way. I'm going to have to make a way. I'm going to have to create a way. This sucks and it's hard and I hate it and I'm strong enough to do it. Sometimes it's the dark that moves you. And I don't think we accept that enough. I don't think, I think in today's society, we run from grief and we run from pain and, and, and we run from, uh, anxiety and stress and obstacles and tragedy. And we do everything not to face them. And then even when we face a dark night of the soul, we go like turtles underneath our shells. We go into hiding and retreat thinking that that's what it's going to take to heal us. And sometimes most of the time, the healing is in the trauma. The healing is in the darkness. The ability to win is in the struggle. And I think we've lost sight of that. And one of your greatest entrepreneurial gifts, one of your greatest entrepreneurial tools is to get close to the truth of this episode. Sometimes it's the dark that moves you. And so when I think of darkness, I oftentimes, you know, T.D. Jakes would say a quote, he would say, always, in a lot of his sermons, he would say something like, morning requires midnight, right? So um, midnight comes before the morning. How would you know it was that it's morning if you didn't experience midnight first, right? Like, how do you know that it's the next day until you've experienced the night before? So morning requires midnight. There is no rising without a fall. You know, a lot of people want to rise, but they don't want to fall. Think about the logic of that. How do you rise? How do you, as Brene Brown put it, how do you rise strong if you don't fall hard? You see, you see the problem with that? How do you rise strong if you don't fall hard? If you're going to, there is nothing to rise strong with if you haven't fallen hard, and yet we fight the falling hard, we want the rising strong, and yet we forget that morning requires midnight. We forget that morning requires midnight. So one of the quotes that I love says, who you were, who you are, and who you will become are three completely different people. <laughs> I want you to take that in for a second, right? It's like Batman, and uh, Bruce Wayne, right? Who you were, who you are, and who you will become are three completely different people. And I would love to tell you that you become who you are and who you will be only through light, only through good experiences, only through joy. Doesn't work that way. And you didn't come here to, to, uh, skip through life in spiritual kindergarten. You actually came here for spiritual graduate school. You came here to learn major life lessons, to experience the contrast, to enjoy every aspect of it, to treat it like the roller coaster ride it is. Who you were, who you are, and who you will become are three completely different people. And here's what Carl Jung said. With a therapy background, I got to tell you, I love Carl Jung. He's one of my favorite uh, psychotherapists, fathers of psychotherapy. And Carl Jung said the following. He said, there is no coming to consciousness without pain. 
People will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own soul. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. Let me say that quote again, because Carl Jung is, you know, like, he's a bit out there. And if you ever meet Jungian, Jungian therapists, or if you ever go to, they do have the Jungian, the Carl Jung Society, and in different cities they have meetings. So you might want to drop in one of those meetings just to see what it's about. It's kind of out there. Uh, but here's what Carl Jung had to say. There is no coming to consciousness without pain. People will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own soul. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. In other words, by bringing the darkness to the light. The way that the darkness gets transformed is by bringing it into the light, by facing it, by embracing it, by honoring it, by owning it. That's how the darkness gets transformed into the light. However, if you are fighting, facing, the darkness. If you're letting the darkness live in the unconscious, pretending like it isn't there, then the darkness never gets transformed into something that you can use powerfully because it is sitting lurking in the shadows, gaining power through secrecy. Here's the thing. Anything that you keep a secret, you give power to. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to hear this. Anything that you keep a secret, you give power to. That's why shame has as much power as it has. That's why guilt has as, as much power as it's had. It's not the shame and the guilt. It's the secrecy and the lies that come along with it that give it power. Anytime you do not face your darkness, anytime you do not make the darkness conscious, it lurks in the shadows. It saps your energy. It takes on power that it doesn't get to have. That's why when you know how to use your darkness, when you know how to make the darkness conscious, it's the darkness that moves you. Here's what Caroline May said, one of my favorite people. She wrote, she wrote a book about archetypes, really powerful book. If you're woo-woo and you haven't read it, you should read it. It's really powerful because we've all got archetypes. And Caroline May said, the dark night of the soul is a journey into light, a journey from your darkness into the strength and hidden resources of your soul. Let me say that again. The dark night of the soul is a journey into light, a journey from your darkness into the strength and hidden resources of your soul. I want to focus on that last part, into the strength and hidden resources of your soul. There is strength and hidden resources in your darkness. In every dark night of the soul is every tool, every power that you need to come out of it. This is what people get afraid about when they experience a dark night of the soul. And a dark night of the soul, it, you know, is a moment when you're a screenwriter and you write a screenplay, there is, a, there, so screenplays are very structured. For those of you who don't, who don't write screenplays, they're very structured. Every movie that's solid follows a very specific structure. It doesn't deviate from the structure. And there's a point in every screenplay that is called the dark night of the soul. It's the Christ on the cross moment. It's the moment where the hero seemingly is about to lose everything. It is a Christ on the cross moment. They're having a dark night of the soul. They feel like, man, I, I'm, 
I've lost it all, or I'm about to lose. And then something happens. They learn the lesson, which then gives them the tool to succeed. They escape whatever that situation is, and they win, and the movie's over. Okay? There's a dark... If you watch any movie, I don't care what it is, there is a dark night of the soul, a Christ on the cross moment in every well-written movie. And watch for it, because you'll see it. And it's because it mimics life. There are... There, there are hidden resources in every dark night of the soul. But if you're fighting your dark night of the soul, if you're fighting your obstacles, if you're fighting the tragedies, if you're fighting the things that are going wrong, if you're fighting, like, if you're in the middle of a dark night of the soul and, and what you're doing is railing against it to the point where you are just a turtle underneath your shell, you're not looking to the left or the right, you're just staying underneath the shell, you're just trying to live out the dark night of the soul. You know, sort of like people try to go into hiding in a cave when they're in the middle of nowhere and it starts to downpour. They're just waiting for the rain to subside. If that's what you're doing, then you're missing out on the fact that the way out of the dark night of the soul is in. Did you get that? The way out of the dark night of the soul is in because there are strength and hidden resources of your soul within the dark night of the soul. But if you're just waiting for the storm to pass, you're missing it. You're missing all of it. So here's the thing. Joseph Campbell, I love Joseph Campbell's work. He talks about the hero's journey. And this is what Joseph Campbell says. He says, the dark night of the soul comes just before revelation. When everything is lost and all seems darkness, then comes the new life and all that is needed. Let me say that again. This is a Joseph Campbell quote. The dark night of the soul comes just before revelation. When everything is lost and all seems darkness, then comes the new life and all that is needed. Can I help you out with something? The reason why sometimes it's the dark that moves you is because you're going to find yourself in situations, both in business and in life, where the resources that you need the solutions that you need, the opportunities that you need to create the business and life that you want only will come in the dark night of the soul. It will not come if you don't go through the dark night of the soul. The the resources, the answers, it is, they're only gonna come. Your new life, your next level of your business is only going to come when all seems darkness. When you're in the middle of that dark night of the soul and you feel like everything is lost, that's when the solution comes. That's when the inspired action comes. That's when the ideas come. And it only happens if you're embracing the darkness. If you're fighting it and hiding from it and being a turtle under your shell, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. So here's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's the dark that moves you. Sometimes it's the dark that moves you. And fighting your darkness, fighting, you know, here's the thing. So many people fight their anger and they fight their rage and they fight their, uh, their negative feelings. It's not about fighting your negative feelings. It's not about not having negative feelings. It's about recognizing the resources and the lessons within them, pulling those out embracing where you are in this moment and slowly but surely transforming the negative emotions into powerful movements forward. But you can't transform what you won't acknowledge. You can't change what you won't face. 
you can't move forward if you won't even be, if you won't even get into a state of clarity and awareness about what is happening right now, people who pretend like they're not in a dark night of the soul, people who fight being in a dark night of the soul miss the hidden strength and resources of their own darkness because they don't realize the dark night of the soul is not happening to them. It is happening for them. And I know that it's hard when you're in the middle of it. I've been in enough dark nights of the soul. Let me tell you what. I've been in enough dark nights of the soul where I've hit the ground so hard, so hard, that I didn't know if I could get up. I've been in those kinds of dark, like I've been in dark nights of the soul where all I could do was do what I call a soul cry. You know what a soul cry is? Where you cry, you sob, it's sobbing. You sob so hard and so deep that you don't even, you feel like you sob so hard and so deep, like you're not going to be able to stop sobbing and weeping because the sobbing is coming so from such a deep place in your soul. You don't know that once you start, if you're ever going to be able to stop. I've been in those kinds of dark nights of the soul. And here's what I'm going to tell you. They're not fun while you're in them. They're not, especially if you're not somebody who likes to cry, especially if you're not somebody who, if you're somebody who always believes be strong, be tough, those are hard suckers to get through. But can I tell you something? I have never gotten through a dark night of the soul by pretending it wasn't there. I've never gotten through a dark night of the soul by being a turtle underneath my shell. The only way I have ever gotten through any of my dark nights of the soul is by fully embracing the moment I was in and trusting even if I only had a mustard seed of faith, trusting that something in me is going to get me out of this. Something. I don't know what, I don't know how, but something in me is going to see me through. That's it. Like, that's how I've gotten out of every dark night of the soul. Even if there was hopelessness to a certain extent, there was always at least one piece of me that said, something in me is strong enough to see me through this. And there is something here for me. Whenever I go through an obstacle or something that is not working, one of the first things that I've trained myself to ask myself, and I've had to train myself to do this, and I would invite you to do the same thing. um, When shit hits the fan and I'm looking around going, well, this sucks. One of the things that I work really hard to ask myself is, what is here for me? Very powerful question. What is here for me? As I rail against it, as I bitch about it, as I throw a a temper tantrum about it, even as I am beside myself with pain and sadness and grief, the question that I force myself to ask is what is here for me? As painful as this is, as hard as it is, as much as I don't want to be in this space, as much as I hate what this is, what is here for me? And not immediately, not even within a couple hours or a couple days, the more I ask that question, what is here for me? What is here for me? What is here for me? The more I ask that question, the more, the better I'm able to recognize the power of my own darkness and to allow that darkness to move me into a state of curiosity, of interest, 
of ownership, of being open, of clarity. And then I can, after a while, sometimes it's hours, sometimes it's days, sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's, sometimes it's years. But after a while, I'm able to look back on that situation and go, okay, what was here for me? And then I can answer that with clarity. So what am I saying at the end of the day? Here's what I want to say. Quick episode. Do not run from your darkness. Do not run from the pain in your life. Do not run from the things that rip you up inside. Do not run from the the tragedies and the failures in your business. Do not run from the obstacles that you at this moment have no clue how to fix. Don't run from them. Sometimes it's the darkness that moves you. Sometimes it's the darkness that moves you. And we live in a world, unfortunately, where people are, are being raised to numb their darkness, to numb their pain, to short circuit their grief, to disown their sadness, because somehow we are living in a world that says, well, everybody ought to be happy and everybody ought to feel good. And everybody ought to only say the things to other people that make them feel good. Bullshit. You know what? Sometimes I need to hear the stuff I don't want to hear from people. Sometimes people need to call me on my crap. Sometimes I need the darkness so I can be reminded just how powerful I am because only when I transform my own darkness into movement forward do I recognize that I am both creator and destroyer in my life and it is up to me. Sometimes it's the darkness that moves you. Stop fighting it. And when I say darkness, I don't mean evil, right? Like some people take darkness and they was the evil and the, and the doing wrong. No. Morning requires midnight. Midnight's not bad. Morning's not bad. They, they're partners. And so here's what I'm saying. And you're getting this. If you're listening to this, this was meant for you. Sometimes it's the darkness that moves you. Let it move you. Don't hide. Don't run. Face it. Be with it. Embrace it. Use it. Use it for good. Sometimes it's the darkness that moves you. That's what I want to say in this episode. That's all I got to say. Drop the mic. Done. I've said what I need to say. If you've, if you're listening to this, it was meant for you. Take it. Use it. Sometimes it's the darkness that moves you. Sometimes it's the dark that moves you. And we all have dark and we all have light. Let's not pretend that we don't have both. We are both. And that's powerful. All right, everybody. I will see you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 